sometimes we just we don't have answers and there's nothing we could do there's no magic pill but we just can gift comfort Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. And mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hope to Recharge. We've been on a month vacation holiday was the Jewish holidays and I decided to gift myself and my family the month off and to be fully present in the holiday season and it was one of the greatest gifts I gave myself and I gave the family. Pressing pause is so important in life. We're so used to running, doing, the checklist is endless but do we press pause and reflect on what we're doing? Take moments to appreciate the silence. Take moments to appreciate what we're building, what we built. It's so important to just step back and observe, learn, tweak, adjust, be. And that's what I did during the month of September. We left off with the last episode of 9-11. We had a bonus episode. If you didn't listen to it, it's a fascinating story about a survivor from the 9-11 attack and how he transformed his story into giving and helping and finding meaning in his second chance in life. So go grab a listen if you haven't listened to it yet. So my month of September, as I said, was full of food, holiday, preparing, shopping, and there was also an event that took place in our family. I don't know if you read about it in my blog, but we usually go to Israel for the holidays. Last year during the pandemic, when no one got into Israel, no one, we were one of the gifted ones and lucky ones that got to go into Israel to celebrate my son's bar mitzvah. I think there were maybe 20 people on the airplane going to Israel. When we landed in Israel last year, it was two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, and it looked like we came to the end of the world. There was no one at the airports. There was not even passport controls. They they came to the airplane to investigate why we're visiting. Were we sick with corona? All the bureaucracy. It took us, I shouldn't say us, it took Ari, my husband, about four weeks to apply to get the approval. It comes this year and we're debating if we should go to Israel. Already the year passed and there was so much change with the restrictions getting into Israel that we weren't sure do we want to go into Israel for the holiday if there will be another shutdown in Israel and we won't be able to leave our homes because last year we were in a national shutdown in Israel and we were lucky to be across the street from my parents so we saw them but we didn't get to see the rest of the family and we didn't go to the western wall we didn't go to many places that we usually go to during our visit to Israel so we were debating if the Israeli government will go into another lockdown do we want to be in Israel and then we heard that Israel Israelis are not going into a lockdown. Israel is not going into a lockdown. And we decided to plan our trip 
and it was a little bit too late. We planned it a little bit too late, but we are very optimistic people and we tried our hardest. We went to the airport a number of times. We were on a number of different flights and we just didn't get the approval to get into Israel because we started the process a little too late. My daughter was devastated, devastated. She was planning this trip. She's very close to my nieces and nephews in Israel. And there's a wedding coming up right after the holidays and a few weeks and she wanted to be there so badly. And she planned it in her mind and she was visualizing. She was doing everything, really everything. And God just said, not now. We ended up sending my son that's Israeli because Israelis can get in anytime. My son, my 13 year old son, soon to be 14, his birthday is actually this week. His Hebrew birthday is coming up this Saturday. Last year, this Saturday, we celebrated his bar mitzvah during quarantine in America when we came back. And my son was born in Israel 14 years ago. I was living in Israel for the year and he was born there. So if you are born in Israel, you're gifted right away the citizenship of being an Israeli. So he naturally has an Israeli passport and he was able to go. So Israelis are allowed to go anytime, no question asked. So we decided very last minute within an hour to book a flight and he'll go alone to spend the holidays with my family in Israel and with my son that's there for the year. And it was really nice. But my daughter that really wanted to go more than anyone was devastated. And I want to talk about holding space for other people's pain, seeing their pain, not minimizing it and what comforting really does for humanity. So again, it wasn't a tragedy. It was just a disappointment. But for her in her heart, it was a huge disappointment. And also just imagine we went to the airport a bunch of times with suitcases. We packed, we came back, we went to the Israeli embassy to try to get an approval. We didn't get an approval. We tried a lot. We really tried. We were on a number of flights. And God just said, not now, just not now. You're not getting in now. And we had to come back from the airport a number of times with devastation like and seeing my daughter so sad and crying Ari sat with my daughter and just cried together with her held space for her pain while I was taking my son to the airport they sat at home and cried together and when I came home and I said okay Javi what do you want to do and then we went out to eat we went a little bit shopping like just to say you know what we're not in Israel, but we're going to try to do our best we're going to really try to make this holiday the best it can be and at the same time really hold space for her pain now I was seeing her pain and I was so consumed with holding space for her sadness and her pain and to try to gift her some, just some comfort. Sometimes we just, we don't have answers and there's nothing we could do. There's no magic pill, but we just can gift comfort. And I want to talk about that because a lot of times in mental illness and in tragedies or in sad moments in life, we don't have the answers to fix the pain. But one of the greatest gifts God gave us was the gift of empathy, the gift of sympathy, the gift of holding space for somebody else. When someone is in pain or in tragedy or in sadness, most of the time they don't want to hear how it can be fixed. Most of the time they just want you to sit with them in their pain. You know, I recently heard from a trauma therapist that most kids' trauma is based on the neglect and the abandonment that they felt during their childhood years by feeling pain and not feeling support from a loved one. I'm going to say that again. The trauma is from the child feeling pain during childhood and not having support or a safe place to share that pain and for someone to hold space for their pain. That's trauma. When we neglect someone 
and we don't hold space for their pain. We don't validate their pain. We don't sit with them in their pain. That creates trauma. And you know what happens when these adults get, when these kids get older, they avoid the trauma by going inward in order not to feel that pain again. And then they avoid sitting in pain. And what we learned, and you heard from me many times, that one of the greatest things of healing is sitting in our pain, not running away from it, not going on medication right away, not not with alcohol and not with, with all kinds of substances. But I know that when I was in so much pain, I ran to medication because I couldn't tolerate the pain and it probably saved my life. But at the same time, if I had the gift of the knowledge that I have now of what I could have done before I needed medication, what I could have done in order to sit in my pain and not run away from the pain, in order to feel the pain and consume the pain and ask for help from others to sit with me in my pain, I might have, maybe I would have had the opportunity to heal without medication. Thank God through my healing experience, I was able to walk through my healing experience and get off medication with a lot of work, a lot of work for my psychiatrist, a lot of work for my healers, a lot of work from myself, my exercise, my meditation, my yoga, my community, my my support team. But if I would have all this knowledge before, maybe I wouldn't need the medication because we're so busy running away from the pain versus saying, okay, I'm feeling this pain. What is it here to teach me? What is it here to tell me? What part of me was wounded in the past that feels so uncomfortable in this pain that I can't tolerate it? And go there and sit with it, grow from it, understand it. Because the only way we can really get rid of the pain is by sitting in it. And unfortunately, there's no easy way out. We can put band-aids on it by running away from it. And sometimes we need to disconnect from it, but not for long term. Not for long term because it's going to always come knocking at our door. So when my daughter was sitting in pain, I decided to open a dialogue with her. What was your dream about? What was the loss? What are your sadness? Uh, what's the sadness about? I was able to give her pain a voice. I was able to give her pain, acknowledge, acknowledgement for her pain. She was able to give words to her pain that she wasn't even sure where they're coming from. And at a certain point, she was nervous, like, will this pain go away? Will I stop crying? Will I be able to enjoy my holiday. And I think by the fact that Ari and I gave and my parents and a lot of friends gave her the support that she needed, she was able to drift out of it and feel not alone. And this message here was such a, it was, first of all, it was a gift from God, because I say it's important to experience pain in low doses before big doses can hit us in life and know how to evolve. And I told my daughter that she should pray during this time of pain and say and ask God that this should be the biggest pain she should ever have because it's not a tragedy. It's a disappointment. It's a frustration. It's a letdown. It's a pain, but it's not a tragedy. It's not a tragedy and we have to keep that in perspective. And we were able to work with a little bit of gratitude. She saw how I was working with my gratitude about what I have here and the family and the home and our beautiful sukkah. And we have a, a massive amount of friends and we were able to host so many people during this holiday. And we were able to really create a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful holiday, even though we weren't getting what we expected.
Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? Many people ask me, what did I do in order to create this wellness that I'm living in? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about, forgiveness, self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others, essential for healing. If you want to work one-on-one with me in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's a custom-made program for you, one-on-one with me. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. And now enjoy the rest of the episode. We sometimes need to step back and say, okay, what are my disappointments? What's my pain? What does my pain want now? Acknowledge it. Give it words. Give it a little dose of gratitude for things that we do have. What is working for us? The doses of gratitude just gives us a little bit more energy to deal with our pain. And when I was able to sit with my daughter with her pain, it gave her a lesson and it gave me a lesson of what empathy and sympathy and the words imo anochi betzara. In Hebrew, there is a saying, I am with you in your pain, in your struggles. And that togetherness, and I know that it's our slogan, together is better, but the together means I'm not alone. And go back to the trauma. The trauma of kids of feeling pain is when they're alone in it and they don't have a voice and they don't have a community. And that's why so many youth and adults are running away because they don't have the voice because they don't feel safe sharing it with others. So what a gift Is it that we can give the world or give humanity this ability to hold space for whatever they're going through? And I think a few weeks ago, we spoke about the fact that in the beginning of this year, I decided that I'm going to listen in order to understand, not in order to respond. I'm going to say it again. The beginning of 2021, I decided that my goal of the year is to try and listen more in order to understand, not in order to respond. And I think this is a big lesson for me that sometimes we don't have something to respond. And sometimes we just need to listen because the listening is therapeutic for this other person, holding space for them. And sometimes our kids are suffering. And I'm going to talk to a lot in the Orthodox community. Kids are suffering in silence because they're afraid to voice their opinion. When I was growing up, I was afraid to voice my opinion. I voiced it many times and I was shut down. I was rebuked. I was mocked. And I was afraid to open my mouth in the future. And till today, I have to, I know I'm very vocal nowadays, but a lot of times I hold back from sharing my thoughts because what if someone will laugh at me? What if someone will say you're, you're crazy or someone will say that's not real? So I, I don't share. And then I go exactly into the trauma of holding that pain of not having that voice of sharing my pain. And then I, I hold it in my heart on my own and it's so lonely. So if your child is suffering in in silence, just ask them to share with you what is going on without feeling threatened that what they're going to say is something that's uncomfortable for you. If you're adult in the room, try to open your heart and your ears and your mind to listen, just to listen and ask them, what is it like for you? What do you want? 
What's hard for you? Where do you wish you can go and do and be? What are your difficulties in life? Where do you feel that you don't have enough support? Hold space. And I'm speaking specifically to kids from the Orthodox community that feel very alone, very alienated from society because society is not accepting because they're a little bit different and it's scary to society. And I'm hearing from parents over and over and over and over and over. I can't tell you how many texts and emails and phone calls I got from parents that are broken and they don't know what to do because their kids are broken. And how do we get our kids back? And what should we do? And I said to them, listen, sit with them and listen, listen to them. There's so much wisdom in their words. You will know how to help them if you only ask them what they want. Sometimes the kids are already so confused because they're told so many times what to do and it's things that they don't want to do. So they're doing what they don't want to do and they're reprogrammed a hundred times and they suppress what they really want to do. But be the brave one and listen, ask, don't judge, don't be afraid. You never know if one little question and understanding their answer and giving them space for their pain and holding space with them with love and empathy and sympathy and acceptance, how healing that could be for a human being. So if it's a spouse, if it's a child, if it's a friend, if it's a parent, if it's a member of the community. If it's a stranger, sometimes it's strangers. It's easier to practice with strangers because there are no strings attached and we don't have outcomes. What if I accept something that it doesn't feel morally right for me? So sometimes it's easier to practice on strangers. But I think the lesson in today's episode is when we abandon others by not holding space for them is one of the greatest traumas of this generation. So if you can lend a listening ear, start with small little bites and see how much you can hold. And maybe the feedback that you're going to get will be so empowering that you'll continue and doing it more and more and more. My daughter evolved after a few days and she really felt us being there for her and the support. She was able to have a beautiful holiday. We had a remarkable, one of our best holidays ever. I felt on a high, first of all, because I was really on vacation and I enjoyed every moment of it. I enjoyed every moment in the kitchen, serving cooking, preparing. I love food. You know, I love my food and I love my kitchen. And it was a celebration of life. It was a celebration of gratitude. It was a celebration of achieving greatness after disappointment. Achieving greatness after disappointment. It was a big lesson for me. It was a big lesson for our family. It was an intimate, beautiful holiday with lots of tears, lots of laughter, lots of surprises. And you know what happened? The day, the day, holiday ended, we got our approval to get into Israel. It's incredible how God works. So you have to just sometimes wait. And sometimes the answer never comes. And sometimes the answer is not for you. But most of the times, I believe that God says maybe later, not now. It's not the right time for you. I'm grateful that I had so much experience in my life of disappointment to be able to get to this place of acceptance when it happens and gift my children with the ability and the tools to work through the acceptance process, the radical acceptance process. I wrote about it in a blog. I think it was last week. I'm going to put the blog in the show notes because it's really important, this radical acceptance to try it in small little steps. Because again, it wasn't a tragedy. It was just a disappointment. And when we practice this little intimacy with our feelings, 
it gives us a tremendous amount of strength to overcome big challenges that come our way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for waiting for us to return. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the beautiful messages I got throughout the holiday and support. It, it was so heartwarming, really heartwarming. We are going to be talking about the upcoming event in December. We had to move it to December because we had some things coming up in October and November. So our gratefulness retreat will, God willing, be in mid December. Let us know if you want to join. There's a little link in our email. If you join our email list, go to hopetorecharge.com. On our homepage, there is a place to register to get our emails. So just go there and put in your email and you will get the updates on the retreat. You do not want to miss our blog. Our blog is really growing and phenomenal and we're, we're excited to share it, our wisdom through life. In the email that you get once a week on Sunday, there is a place that you can sign up to get information on the retreat. The event is going to have a vetting process. Not everybody can join. It's a very specific event for people that already practice gratitude in their life in a deeper way and they want to take it to the next level of gratefulness. It's for people that enjoy the practice of gratitude and they understand how it helps them achieve greatness in life. Next week, we have a phenomenal phenomenal episode from Debbie DeMarco Bennett. She's going to share all about her incredible platform that she built, the DBT path, emotionally sensitive.com. It's a phenomenal interview that I have with her. I have a lot of fun upcoming episodes this month. Stay tuned. Have a meaningful week. Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. In Mental Health Together is Better, you being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So so don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time.